Welcome to Facts Roundtable, a podcast dedicated to navigating life with food allergies across the lifespan. Presented in a welcoming format with interviews and open discussions, each episode will explore a specific topic, leaving you with the facts to know or use. Information presented via this podcast is educational and not intended to provide individual medical advice. Please consult with your personal board-certified allergist or healthcare providers for advice specific to your situation. Hi, everyone. I'm Caroline Mawasasi, and I am your host for the Fact Roundtable podcast. I am a food allergy parent, advocate, and the founder of the Grateful Foodie blog, and I am Fact's Vice President of Community Relations. Before we start, we want to highlight FACT's platinum sponsor, the National Peanut Board, and thank them for their years of continued support and partnership. Valentine's Day is right around the corner, and it's time to pick up a few fun, easy, and affordable food allergy-friendly ideas guaranteed to put a smile on everyone's face. Sitting down with us today at FACT's Roundtable is food allergy mom, crafter, and baker extraordinaire, and FACT's recognized food allergy support group leader, Ashley Smith. She is also a member of FACT's Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Board. Welcome back, Ashley, to FACT's Roundtable podcast. I always look forward to your visits and ideas. You make me look so good to my family because I always follow all your tips and tricks and treats and crafts, and my family just thinks I'm so clever, but it's actually coming from you. Thank you, Caroline, and thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here today. Oh, we're absolutely thrilled to be here to talk about Valentine's Day and all these fun things. And I have to tell you, to me, you are one of the most amazing bakers and crafters that I know. I believe what is part of your secret sauce is that your ideas are easy, affordable, and very attainable. They're absolutely within reach. So can you kick off our conversation today with us based on where your passion and creativity flow from? I mean, you are just like never ending with ideas. So what fuels that creative mind of yours? And also, can you tell us about what allergens you manage in your home and how you are part of our allergy world? Yes. For our family, we currently manage peanut allergies and Trina allergies. Uh, we also manage some fruits and vegetables for oral allergy syndrome. And then in the past, we've had dairy and we've had egg allergies. So we have some experience with managing those as well. Talking about how do I come up with all of these ideas and things like that. And what I do is, you know, you find something that gives you inspiration and a purpose. Like, why do I want to do this? What do I want to get out of doing this? And for me, it would be my two boys. I want to bring them happiness. I want to bring them joy. I want to create memories and experiences that when they're older and they can look back and say, you know, these were special moments that my mom and I had together. Oh, I remember when mom did this, you know, things like that. And so that really fuels me for why I do all that I do. And I know that sometimes it can be difficult to kind of get that creative process going. And so why not share what I'm doing if it can bring joy to others? With that, a lot of times I have a journal and I also have a document that I keep on me at all times in my cell phone. And there may be a a store that I'm in and I'll see something and I'll go, 
you know what, maybe that I can do something like that. And I'll take a quick note of it. And it could be for another holiday. And I always have this ongoing idea brainstorming sheet where I'm just kind of putting together, you know, my kids are really into this right now. So maybe this would be fun to do. And from that, it just kind of grows because I can always look back and see these different ideas or I'll see something on Pinterest and I'm like, oh, okay. well, instead of pinning it, I'm actually going to write it where I am always looking so I don't forget about it. And then when it comes time to start planning, I'm like, okay, I got this. What can I do? What's reasonable with my time frame? You know, mentally, what do I have the capacity for right now? And that's just kind of where it all starts. That is so clever because I'll see something really fun and interesting. Actually, this morning I saw a cookie for Valentine's Day. It was really cute. And then I was looking at it going, well, how am I going to like remember this in two weeks? Like, how am I going to deal with this? Because it's on my phone. So then I was like, oh, wait a minute. I'll just take the link and email it to myself. But I love the idea of a notebook because I'm very visual and very tactile. So now let's talk food and recipes. What food allergy recipe idea would you like to share with us today? So my big Valentine's Day claim to fame with my kids was little simple hearts that I cut out of cucumbers and then put them in little mini muffin cups that had hearts on them. I have a feeling your idea is going to be a little more interesting than that. I do have a sweet and juicy Valentine's Day treat to share in a moment. But what I just want to say is I love heart-shaped foods. They're a favorite of mine, and there's so many options with it. So I love that that's something that you incorporate. You could create an entire lunchbox of heart-shaped foods, the heart-shaped cucumbers. You could... Do some heart-shaped peppers. Put that in with some lettuce. You've got a salad for Valentine's Day. If salads aren't something that you want to do or if your children don't want to eat for in their lunches, you could switch it up and you could use heart-shaped bread, heart-shaped meats, heart-shaped cheese, and make a sandwich out of it. You could get your daily servings. You could cut out um, watermelon, honeydew, cantaloupe. And I know this because I do it myself. (laughs) You could even add a heart-shaped brownie for dessert and you have an entire lunch for your child or yourself or someone that you want to show love towards that is completely ready for Valentine's Day. If you're looking for something a little extra this Valentine's Day, consider creating cheesecake stuffed strawberries. Our ingredients include strawberries, four ounces of dairy-free cream cheese, or if you don't manage dairy-free, you can just use regular cream cheese, three tablespoons of sugar, one teaspoon of pure vanilla extract, and then optional ingredients, depending on your allergies and your preferences, if you want to garnish or not, you could do mini chocolate chips or graham crackers. Tools will include a mixing bowl, small or medium will do. I usually use a medium an electronic hand mixer, and a piping bag or a sandwich plastic bag, and then we'll just go ahead and cut the tip for being able to pipe it. To prepare the cheesecake filled strawberries, we're gonna first begin by making the cream cheese filling. Using an electronic hand mixer on low speed for about four minutes, we're gonna thoroughly mix together our cream cheese that is softened, our sugar, our pure vanilla extract. Once the cream cheese is smooth, we're going to 
spoon our mixture into either the piping bag or a plastic bag. We're going to set this aside, or if you want to, you can place it in the refrigerator to chill just for a minute or two while we prepare our strawberries. Next in our directions is we are going to wash and dry our strawberries. For this recipe, we're going to be able to make about six to eight strawberries. I chose to do a smaller one because I know sometimes we don't need a large amount, and I find that recipes cater towards a larger amount. And so if you want a larger amount, that's great. Just we're going to go ahead and double the recipe if you want to do that. For this, I'm just going to focus on a very small six to eight strawberries. I appreciate that, especially selfishly for me, you know, we're empty nesters and I am going to be seeing my, my kids, but at different times, not at the same time. So I really appreciate you sharing that smaller recipe that we can just double, triple, quadruple. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. And I, I find that for when I do it in my children's lunches, I don't need a lot of them. I just need a couple. And so what we're going to do is we're going to wash and dry the strawberries using a small kitchen paring knife, or you could use a coring tool if you wanted to. We are going to remove the strawberry stem and the center by hollowing out the inner part of the strawberry. Now be sure not to cut too deep. We only want to go about halfway and then not to go too close to the edge of the strawberry because we, we want it to be structured. Grab your bag of cream cheese filling. And if you haven't already, go ahead and cut off that little tip. It's easier to not cut enough and cut a little bit more than to cut too much and have a big chunk of cream cheese filling come out, so just in case. We're gonna go ahead and we're gonna fill that up until there's a small mound. Now, if you're gonna put these in lunches, I usually don't make the mound because then it gets a little messy. So I'll go just to the even of the top. But if we're going to be eating these right after we're preparing them, go ahead, put that little bit of mound on there and, and enjoy it. Put them on a decorative plate. And then so long as everyone is safe for their allergy needs, that is when you can go ahead and garnish with a crumbled graham cracker or some mini chocolate chips. And there you have it. Cheesecake stuffed strawberries. I love it. That's so simple and easy and you're not cooking and you're not baking. So that removes that element. And then what I love is how versatile it is. Like you said, you could put crumbled graham cracker crumbs on top or chocolate chips, or if there's something else that your family enjoys. I love it. Thank you. That is a fabulous tip. And you know, I'm going to copy it. Let's just be honest. Oh, well, you're going to have to show me pictures. <laughs> I will. I will post pictures. So so now staying in that wonderful mode of tapping into your creativity, let's turn to crafts. What craft idea or ideas do you have in store for listeners today? We're going to go with simple I love you hearts. Cardstock paper. If you don't have cardstock paper, you can use regular paper. You can use lined paper. You can use sticky notes. Whatever works for you. <laughs> This is a very simple but meaningful project that you can do for a craft. And basically what it is, is this is something that 
we as parents can do for our children, our children can do for their siblings, our children can do for us. And each morning I place a heart. I tape it to my children's wall when they wake up. And when they were younger, I did, I love you because, and I would write a reason why I love them. And every day for the month of February until Valentine's Day, I would have a new reason for why I love them. Now, because my boys are getting older, something that I'm doing new this year is I'm going to be creating hearts and I will be writing, I love you, written in different languages. So each morning, we're going to be able to learn a new way to say, I love you, because my boys are really into learning new languages and learning about different cultures. And so I thought this could be a really fun way for us to incorporate that into our celebration for love. That is so fun and sweet. And again, I love that you come up with these wonderful ideas that just don't cost a fortune. Don't have us running all over town getting supplies. And how heartfelt and meaningful is that? Thank you. And, you know, a little tip for anyone who does want to do this. um, I usually keep a document with my I love you because. And then next year I can see what I wrote the year before. And so I'm not repeating what I did the year before because I like to come up with new ways just to show them those little things that they do that maybe they think go unnoticed, but they certainly don't go unnoticed. So that's just a little tip to help you if you have a hard time remembering what you're writing down. That is so clever. And yes, I would forget in a heartbeat. I forget what I even had for breakfast. So (laughs) I think that's a really good idea. That is so clever. So, okay. So what are you going to be doing this year with your family? I stock your social media. I stock everything you do. I'm still like famous in my family for the hot chocolate bar idea that you had a few years ago. So what are you doing for your home this year? For our home this year, in addition to doing those hearts with the different languages, we will be doing the cheesecake stuffed strawberries. I will also be doing a vanilla cake with a chocolate drip, and I will be garnishing it with fruits on top. I'll also be doing heart-shaped brownies for my youngest, who is not a fan of the fruit on cake. <laughs> so I'm, I'm trying to make sure that I'm getting things that everyone can enjoy something from. And then we are also doing something a little new this year. Because I'm doing the languages, what I'll be doing is making felt envelopes, similar to how people hang stockings on their mantle, I will have a heartfelt envelope that will have their name on it. And I will have for Valentine's Day, they can open it up and I'll have reasons I love you. So I'll still be able to incorporate all those reasons I love them while doing the foreign language learning. That's that's what we'll be doing for Valentine's Day arts and crafts this year. You are genius. I love that. That is so fun. So now you always come up with these great ideas to get the entire family involved. And especially now that you have teens in your home, do you have any tips for listeners on how they can get the family involved? When you're changing family dynamic, when you have younger children becoming older children, you have to kind of learn how to, to work around those changes. And it's not a bad thing. I think when we focus on the central idea is love, 
right? Spending time together. And it doesn't have to be this picture-perfect thing where you've got flowers and balloons and, and this whole grand display. Plan a special meal. Have the family make it together. One year, my family and I, we made pizza. We made the crust. We shaped it into a heart. Another year, and this is when the children were younger, we decided that we wanted to travel to Italy. And so what we did is we made some pasta and we put on some Italian music. And that was our experience for our Valentine's Day dinner. And it was, it was a really special one and one that they look back on because they still remember us with the spaghetti noodles. And, and so that was fun. Movie night, family game night, read a Valentine's Day book or whatever favorite book that your family likes to read. I have two boys. Mom doesn't usually play video games. One thing that I've done in the past is a special treat for them is we'll have a whole game, of, a video game where Mom can tolerate playing it because I get a little woozy playing video games. <laughs> but, you know, we'll, we'll do a video game and that's special to them because it's not something we typically do. Usually they play together or they'll play with dad, but mom will join in. And it's just a little special thing just to spend time together. Oh, I think it's more than just a little special thing. You are so inspiring. Even though my children are college-aged, I'm already figuring out what I can do because it's family. I just love all these ideas for a family. It's so much fun. And I just love how you embrace your family and share it with us. So now let's turn our attention over to school because I know you are so involved with your children's school. So what tips do you have for school activities or treats? I thought would be a really great idea for any teachers that are listening or any parents that want to recommend it is for if students pass out kindness or compliment cards or compliment notes. This is something that my son did in his classroom, and I thought it was such a great thing. Each student creates a compliment card or a kindness card to compliment another student, and it's all random. So you get assigned a student and those children will write down a kind note to them or a compliment note to them. And then they pass them to that student and it helps build relationships. It helps promote kindness. And I thought it was just such a great idea. Like why, why not incorporate that into Valentine's Day? Another option, if you're looking for non-food Valentine's Day card items to pass out, because I know that's a big one for our younger kids that are going to school. Maybe you're trying to think of something that can be allergen friendly, but you don't want to do the little knickknacks that everyone kind of passes out. I came up with a couple ideas that might help you. Valentine never change. Tape a coin to a little card. I think you're great. You could include a pair of sunglasses. You make this world a brighter place. Pass out mini flashlights. I'm one lucky duck to have a friend like you. Add a little rubber duck. I've always got your back. Add a backpack keychain. High five, Valentine. Add a sticky hand. And I know they're a little silly and the older kids will probably roll their eyes, but they're fun and it's something different. And... Maybe it's something you'll incorporate this Valentine's Day. 
You speak my language. I love cheesy, cheesy, corny, funny. I mean, even my kids, even though they're older, they will still roll their eyes and just laugh at me and enjoy it. So I am all in with that 100%. I would just like to thank all of our listeners for finding value in my ideas and having interest in what I think might be a fun way to celebrate with your families. And I hope that by listening to my ideas, it sparks ideas for you and creates memories for you and your families. And thank you, Caroline, in fact, for having me. It's just always such a pleasure to be here with you. And listeners, I just want you to know, I will make sure I have links for everything that you will need to find Ashley, to find her work, find her work with Allergic Living. And that way you can stalk her as well on social media like I do, because it is just so fun to see all the crafts and ideas that she does all year long. Before we say goodbye today, we just want to highlight one more time FACS Platinum sponsor, the National Peanut Board, and we would like to thank them for their years of continued support and partnership. Thank you for listening to FACS Roundtable Podcast. Stay tuned for future episodes coming soon. Please subscribe, leave a review, and listen to our podcast on Pandora, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and Stitcher. Have a great day and always be kind to one another.